for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. But anyways, so we have our next guest in the queue, and so let me bring her in. Hey, how's it going? Hi, good, thanks. How are you? Doing pretty good. Just, uh, you know, we had our first technical glitch of the morning, but you know what? It's it's eight hours in, and we only had one major glitch. I, I think we're doing pretty good. Great. Well, I'm in the middle of nowhere in the countryside in um, England, so uh, anything could happen with my internet. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. But you know what? That's all right. It's actually holding up pretty good right now. So we'll just hope that it stays that way. Great. So um excited to have you on and chat with you a little bit about what you got going on, all your music and all the fun stuff that you're doing. Uh, we have SJ Mortimer, correct? My pronunciation? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Perfect. It was, I was, that's what I thought it was. And then uh, when. Uh, it brought you, or when you logged in, it said uh, S.J. Mortimer, or something like it pronounced it weird. And I was like, now I'm second guessing if I'm pronouncing the name right. Um, so, <laughs> but anyways. No, you got it right. You got it awesome. right. Awesome. Uh, excited to chat with you a little bit. Uh, for Before we kind of jump into everything you got really quick, let me just do one more quick push. Uh, if you're interested in donating to the, to our fundraiser for the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, the QR code is right over here. Uh, this is our second annual Live and Amplified Livecast Marathon, and uh, we will be doing this every year until the end of my time, at least. So, anyways, we have SJ Mortimer. Um, Glad to have you here. Uh, for everyone that's just kind of getting to meet you for the first time, uh, kind of give a brief uh, background of uh, who you are and what you're about. Yeah, sure. So um, my name's SJ. It's It stands for Sarah Jane. Um, and yes, I'm a musician. I'm an artist. Um, I've been working in the music industry for the last 10 years. Um, and I've luckily got to travel around to... Europe, America, China, places like that to sing. Um, I I uh, brought out my own album um, that I recorded in Nashville in 2015, mm -hmm. and since then I've been um, I've been singing in a band called Morgan Way, um, and we're doing quite well now over here in England, um, and hoping to someday get to America to tour, but that seems very difficult as a six-piece band yeah. um and then yeah apart from things with morgan way i've just released a single um of my own called hear me lover um and yeah that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell <laughs> awesome awesome you know you say it's hard to it, it'll be hard to book a six-piece band and yeah that's not completely inaccurate but all you got to do is find that one pillar of a show that'll just kind of you know it's it's definitely doable but with the six piece i i get the uh i get the concern that makes sense so um yeah hopefully one day i mean it's it's definitely it's top of the bucket list for the band to do um 
because we we are kind of Americana. We we think our music would would suit um, mm. you know coming to America for and we yeah. we most of us have been there like individually and um, gotten to do a few musical things, but not all together. It's it seems quite hard to and quite expensive to do, but yeah, we... we'll get there one day. <laughs> oh yeah, I I priced out a trip for just myself to go fly into London. I can only imagine what a six piece with instruments and I'm assuming a drum kit of some sort, you know, <laughs> so I could only imagine what that, that bill would cost. <laughs> but, yeah. Let's not think about it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, you, you, you're kind of balancing between two acts and you've got your solo gig and then you've got your band gig, which, I think that's coming a little bit more common nowadays with musicians where they've got a solo gig and then they got a full band gig. Um, but l before we kind of jump into the new single that you dropped, um, Hear Me Lover, uh, how, long did, how long ago did that drop? Uh, it came out on the uh, 4th of November. I just think okay, about that. So, so it's been out for a couple of weeks now. Um, yeah. Definitely jump into that a little bit. But... Um, what's kind of what got you into or who introduced you to music what got you into music so um my family is very musical um my my dad works um in the guitar business uh but he he used to be a kind of singer songwriter back in his back in his day mm -hmm. um and he taught my brother and i um how to kind of sing and play music by ear we never really learned how to do it you know the proper way of um, learning how to read music and um, the classical way that is taught in schools. That was um, that was not the way he wanted us to learn. So, yeah, it's been it's been in our blood since birth, really. And mm. um, yeah, I just I, I I couldn't think of doing anything else in my life other than music. Actually, it's um, yeah. it's a weird one when people don't really understand it as a career. It's really hard to explain. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. And so, kind of having your dad kind of teach you his way instead of the more traditional or classic way, however you want to define it. Um, yeah. Was he just teaching you like basic music music structure and like different notes and stuff like that, or was he actually like teaching you how to write music and like that? Um. He started off by just teaching us like chords on um, mm. guitar and piano, but um, from quite a young age, like, you know, we'd sing along to music in the car um, mm. and I kind of got the ear for singing harmonies pretty early on. Um, mm. It's something that I've always really loved about singing um, and just music in general is harmony. Um, so I think he definitely brought out the creative side in us where he kind of, he didn't really teach us about structure or anything mm. like that. He more just pushed us to kind of be really creative with music because, you know, music is kind of a language at the end of the day, isn't it? It's, it, yeah. you know, it can be spoken in many different ways. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, he just, he just kind of wanted us to be creative with it. And then I only started writing music really um, when I was about 18 because I was just really quite shy before then. 
um, and I had such a quiet little voice as well. I kind of had more of a Nora Jones soft mm. kind of jazzy voice. And then I went to university um, in Southampton to do a music degree, um, like a performance degree, really. Mm. And um, that's where I really kind of got my confidence, got my stride, found my voice. And yeah, I've just been gigging ever since, really. Nice. And all right. So from there, so you pretty much been gigging and what in 20, was it 2015? Yeah, 2015, you released uh, your first album. Is that technically considered your debut album or is it just yeah. something? Okay. You released yeah. the album and then was the break intentional or did you focus more on the band stuff after you released your album or your first solo album in 2015 or? Yeah, I mean, um, after I released that album, um, I was really young and I didn't really understand the industry yet. Um, and it was it was quite a big accomplishment for me to um, even get to that stage. Um, and then I had a few difficulties, like most artists do in the industry, with different kind of management deals going on and... Um, things that I thought were going to kind of progress my career and then it ended up just not really working out. Um, so I, I, I joined, um, I kind of joined my own band at that stage called Esche and the Flying Pigs mm -hmm. um, and just got really into the live gigging circuit. Um, so probably since 2016, I've just been gigging all the time. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I feel like live is probably my strongest suit and it's where I, I just love being on stage more than anything else. Mm -hmm. um, and then I joined Morgan Way in um, 2018 um, and that's basically just been my main project since. And I've I've always wanted to go back to really solo mm -hmm. material again and um, now just seemed like the right time. Um, you know, it, it, there's always excuses to not, not do the extra... Yeah. project so it's, it's always there a little nugget in the brain yeah. saying come on <laughs> so i finally got there <laughs> okay that's cool yeah because i was going to follow up with uh like you've been focused so heavy on doing live shows why did you kind of decide to flip it around and do release a single for your solo project but you know it's it, it's just an interesting thing because it's like you're so especially this time in time this day and age where it's like okay you're focused on one thing and then the pandemic comes in and it's like okay puts everything on hold and now it's just kind of like whether you started focusing on the solo project out of necessity because you wanted to keep your music alive or you know whatever the reason is it it's just an interesting time you know um so for you so you said you joined uh morgan way right that's yeah okay morgan way in uh 2018 how how often are you are what, what's like the split of shows are you primarily playing more morgan way shows are you playing more solo shows or is it pretty balanced right now um i'd say it's pretty balanced right now i mean um we've just finished like a really big tour with morgan way where we started in uh, March um, mm, okay. and went all over the UK. And then we've had quite an interesting year, really, because on one of the last um, gigs of our tour mm. in um, April of this year, 
I actually broke my ankle and my foot oh, wow. in three places right before a gig we did. Um, as I was walking to the venue, you know, this is pre-alcohol, I'd just mm -hmm. like to say, because people mm -hmm. always ask that question. But, um, I yeah, so I ended up doing that gig that night because we travelled all the way there and I, I managed to... Um, you know, have some whiskey as some medicine to get me through that gig. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then uh, I ended up with a cast on my leg um, and I was in a wheelchair for the beginning of festival season. And oh. um, uh, so it was, it was quite, it was quite an interesting festival season. The band kind of just pushed me around constantly. Um, but, you know, it was good fun and we didn't, we didn't cancel a single show. I think we did about 20 shows with me in a, cast and then a, a moon boot um yeah. and i'm it's, it's about six months on now and i'm i'm finally kind of nearly back to the way i was um nice. but yeah it's, it's been quite the year but um you know if i didn't have the gigs it, it would have been quite a boring yeah sad time for me <laughs> so yeah. i'm glad that i managed to do it <laughs> yeah, um it, yeah that you know that's dedication like just thinking about it like as a as an individual performer and as a band just like the fact that it's like like you know, plenty of bands that have probably been like oh well cancel all these shows because we can't do it you know but yeah i mean um th there were a few challenging moments i'm not gonna lie but it just showed how great the um the music scene is um, in England for like, um, you know, accessible, friendly festivals mm. and venues, because we would we would tell the um, the people running the events, like, you know, a few weeks beforehand, by the way, this is our situation with our singer and we really appreciate, you know, being being able to drive directly to our, our tent that we're playing in, et cetera. Um, and every single, one we played they was they were just so um you know they were so on call and and helped us out so much so that really made things easier um yeah. and it you know definite props to the uk music scene for that because um yeah that that was great and um yeah so since we finished that uh, run of summer shows um i've started um a songwriters evening in Cambridge, which is my hometown where I live. Um, and I'm doing writer's rounds there um, every other month. And that's been a really nice way to get to know some new artists and bring emerging artists from, you know, all over the UK and, and even America when they come and visit. So, you know, if anyone's watching mm. from, from overseas and you want to play a writer's round in Cambridge, just uh, give me a holler. Nice. That's awesome. Um, and so let, let's talk about festival season in the UK. Cause I, I was, in, I was going to, I was invited to a festival in the UK in September, right? Yeah. It was September. Uh, the British country music festival. Yeah. Yeah. In Blackpool. Yeah. Yes. I was in, we were invited to do that. And then I realized that, uh, Oh, it's ten weeks away, and my v or my uh, passport expired, and oh, it was no. going to take, tw take twelve weeks to get a passport. And they're like, oh. "Well, you can expedite it if you can prove that you have a flight." And I'm like, "How long is it going to take to expedite it?" 
9 to 11 week or so it's like it was going to be like 9 to 11 weeks i'm like i'm not buying tickets to a flight i may or may not make to expedite yeah. these tickets so um you know is one of those things where well lesson learned i know roughly when it is we'll be there <laughs> next year so oh yeah uh, no that's that's a great festival we played that one last um okay. september i believe yeah. um but yeah, it's it's a super fun one and like this great big ballroom in Blackpool, which is, you know, it, it's such a historical, um, si I think it's a city in, in England. I was going to say town. I don't yeah, know, my geography is terrible, but yeah, I recommend it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, because that, that's what I talked to a few people that I've met through Twitch and whatnot, and they're like, oh yeah, we'll be there. It's it's a different fe like it's not a normal festival because it's indoors like most festivals are outdoors with tents and you know all this stuff but um yeah, yeah it's a little bit different but it's a good festival so i'm like okay well next year when i get my stuff together i'll make sure i'm there so yeah yeah do i mean there's there's um there's a ton of great festivals around that time mm -hmm. um in in england there's the long road festival as well that's a great mm -hmm country festival yeah. um I, so I many. i was actually uh, people were telling me because usually uh british country and uh long road they're like right within the same week like one's one weekend once the next you usually like i but um that if i were to try and plan a week out that i could probably get two festivals in one go and i'm like that sounds awesome but also terribly expensive yeah true <laughs> so, but you know we'll see um anyways so and kind of focusing in on you as a solo musician we were talking about hear me lover which is your new single that dropped uh about two weeks ago uh what's the story behind that song uh so it's a song that i wrote um when we were all locked down in the pandemic um so I think I wrote it in 2021 mm -hmm. in one of our many lockdowns that we had. And um, yeah, I, I went through a super kind of creative writing spiral of time mm -hmm. when, you know, we, we suddenly went from gigging like three times a week or even more than that sometimes to just nothing. Um, and at first we were a bit like, oh my God, what are we doing? Um, how what, what what do we do with the weekends now like what's what's life um but then we got we just got super into writing um so my husband's actually in morgan way as well so mm -hmm. we got to do a few like live streams together um you know to do a bit of kind of kind of performing i guess but we didn't really love doing that too much it was it was quite like technically mm you know, difficult to get going. And um, so so we decided to just really get into, um, we, we built a little home studio for us and in, in, out in the garage. Mm -hmm. um, and we just got, we delved right in and we, we wrote loads of music and we recorded loads of demos. And this was one of the songs that came out of that. So there, there are lyrics in the song that's like, <clears throat> dancing around the living room my bare feet days turns weeks we can't meet you know boredom's kicking in and i grit my teeth so it's all kind of like representing that time when mm. 
we all didn't really know what to do with ourselves yeah. because we suddenly had all this time on our hands and we weren't yeah. seeing anyone anymore. So I think I lived in my onesie for a good, you know, few months. <laughs> I, I mean, I lived in the same pair of shorts for a good month or so just because I didn't have to go into work. So it's like, all right, um, yeah, this is what it is. So, yeah, <laughs> but no, that's. It, it was a very bizarre time, so I, I uh... and actually I'm kind of surprised that there's not more songs of that nature kind of reminiscing about COVID. Like, throughout mm. COVID, I was like, oh, we're going to see this influx of music, of musicians that just have this straight fire music, and... I haven't quite seen it yet. Like, I mean, I know it's still a little early, but I don't know. It's, yeah. I just haven't quite seen it yet, but you know, it's yeah. definitely music, like individual music. They're just some of the musicians that I pay attention to. I've seen it like, Oh, Hey, that's a good song or, you know, but just like in general, I was expecting like this massive influx of music from artists that I'd never seen or heard of. And I don't think we really saw it, but you know, it's still early, so. Yeah, I think um, I think as well because the pandemic took out about two years of the industry. Mm -hmm. um, so many, so many artists and bands kind of had about a two-year delay on releasing new music. So, so many, so many people that brought out albums. Um, and EPs and stuff in this last year has been music that was written even before, you know, COVID hit. So I think, yeah, I know what you mean. I think there's a definite like delay in things because the industry for music was kind of just put on hold for a little while. Mm -hmm. And obviously like, you know, the, the TikTok thing totally lifted off. Um, and I think it's become much more of a digital industry now. Um, mm -hmm. But I do think, I mean, I, I'm not sure about America, but I feel like the live music scene is definitely getting a bit of spark back. And it feels like it mm. did back in, you know, 2019. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's taken a while to get back to that point. But I think people are actually quite happy to come out and about again and they aren't as, as scared. Yeah. I mean, I think in America, it's not quite back to where it was because I don't see as many bands touring like they once did where, yeah. um, you know, it like, I mean, they're touring, but they're skeptical. It feels like they're a little bit skeptical about, um, you know, how it's going to go. And I think it's going to be another good year or so before like, cause it feels like before we went into lockdown, I like six months prior uh, to the COVID, I had just moved here. I'm in central Texas and I had just moved here. And it felt like those six months that I was here before the pandemic, there was constantly people coming through saying, you know, like they were going somewhere or they were stopping in Waco to play a show or whatever. And I just don't see that at the moment. Not saying it's not never going to happen again, but at the moment, there's definitely a delay like you were mentioning. So. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully hopefully next year things will kind of 
get a bit busier again for for touring um i mean i i feel like this year there's been like too many gigs to go to because a lot of um a lot of american artists have been coming over as well to tour again which has been brilliant but i feel like people's gigging diaries have been getting pretty busy yeah <laughs> um yep yeah. i've definitely seen that too where they're doing a lot more international stuff at least here yeah. in america so which is bizarre in and of itself because it's like oh you're willing to go across the pond but you're not willing to tour around the states that's a little interesting but you know <laughs> um, yeah i mean doing a tour in the states would be incredible hopefully we'll get there but um so if you're if you're in texas have you been to the south by southwest Texas festival. Uh, no, I was supposed to go the first year I was here in 2019 or 2019, mm -hmm. 2020, because I moved in October 2019. So that first year, I was set up to do some take advantage of South by Southwest. I wasn't gonna like, do really anything. But there was a lot of musicians that were coming through Waco where I live. And they're like, hey, if you want to do something, let's do it. And we were going to do like a bunch of acoustic jam sessions. And I basically had it set up where that week I was going to be off work, pretty much be off work. And I was just going to have a constant rotation of musicians coming to and from South by Southwest. But the day that, or like as the, like the day before the day everybody was supposed to start coming through, I work at a TV station and it came across our like news, like our, our national news outlet that kind of gives us like the national breaking news that South by Southwest had been canceled. I was like, yeah. well, that's South by Southwest. That's not the unofficial South by Southwest that was still going on. And I started messaging all my friends. I was like, Hey, did you hear South by got canceled? And they're like, wait, why are you the one telling me this first? Why isn't South by Southwest telling me this? Because they were all booked through South by Southwest. And um, so needless to say, no. Long answer to your very simple question. No, I've never been to South by Southwest. Oh, well, it, I've, um, yeah, I know a few artists over here that have been and they just say it's brilliant. Um, yeah. My husband and I, we've been to um, Austin in Texas um, on our honeymoon. We, we, we traveled a bit in Texas and we stayed on a ranch in Graham, Texas. Okay. Um, but I loved it so much. I love the vibe there. Um, yeah, so, so lovely and so warm. So yeah. warm. <laughs> Te Texas? I mean, it's not warm right now. So let, let me just get that. That's why I'm bundled up in a in a hoodie here it's just it, it's one of those things where it's not warm right now but it does get warm in the summer so like depending on when you came yeah but yeah i think uh, we came in uh september okay yeah you're probably still getting pretty decent summer heat so oh it was uh, great <laughs> awesome um but yeah so other than uh the new single where where are you kind of at uh, creatively right now? Are you working towards the next or where are you kind of at? Yes. Um, yeah, so basically I I recorded um, Hear Me Lover um, just before I broke my foot, I think it was in, in May. Um, 
at my brother's studio um and he's just started a um a record label called headline records um so i've released that music through headline records and i'm i've started recording a few more songs with him as well so i'm hoping for it to be a few more singles in the new year and then an ep and then i'll go and do some live shows like with a band for my solo stuff um in between all the Morgan Way things we have going on, because uh, the band's looking pretty busy for next year as well. We've just announced a, a spring tour, um, um, and we've got lots of new music coming out. But, you know, it's an exciting time because before, like, I've really held back on releasing music because I never think it's kind of right or I've been too afraid to just put something out there. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think what's great about the industry now is as people just love to hear anything new um and you know you don't have to wait six months before you release something again you know it's quite it's quite cool to just keep releasing music so that is the plan basically we're just going to carry on nice. carry on releasing music <laughs> it, for uh morgan way is that uh that's primarily a uk tour Yes, it is at the moment, but we are hoping to do some European shows in the summer. And, you know, America's always on the cards. It's it's just financially being able to do it. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things. Well, it, it's financially being able to do it. And then it's also that whole trying to figure out the legal situation about getting paid uh that there's a few people from the uk that i've talked to about trying to come over and it's like oh we got to get the visa situation figured out we got to make sure that we're not breaking any rules because if they find out we're getting paid illegally or under the table then we're banned for five years or something and it's like yeah yeah, it's it's a whole thing yeah um it's the work visa thing, I think. Um, and I do think things are, have, have changed and are still changing now um, mm-hmm. from, you know, from how the world has changed. So it's it's interesting talking to different artists about how they're, how they're doing in tours overseas because mm-hmm. um, I think especially with um, UK artists um, playing in Europe now, mm-hmm. um, since the whole brexit disaster it's meant that there's a lot more fees involved so i don't think there's much profit in it anymore which is just such a shame for Mm -hmm. musicians but you know that's the way the world is right now so hopefully hopefully it can all be sorted out so more musicians can travel and actually you know make money doing it because that's that's always seems to be the problem in the music industry (laughs) i got you know i've never actually asked a musician how the whole brexit situation affects like touring in europe and stuff like because everyone every time i brought it up it was before brexit actually happened and so it was all yeah. hypothetical or <laughs> what what have you but i've not asked since because i don't know i just it was it didn't seem important at the time but since you brought it up it's like oh yeah it probably is a an important thing to talk about so yeah, I mean, I haven't, um, I haven't played in Europe since, um, you know, before that all went down. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not probably the best person to ask that question. I yeah. don't, I'm not really sure, but 
I know it's definitely like more complicated than it was, um, which is a real shame. Um, and I think there are definite like visas and stuff that need to be in place now, whereas before that didn't need to be a, a, an issue. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I've just heard a few stories of how bands have gone over there and they've they've invested, you know, a few thousand pounds to, to do the tour and then they haven't been able to make it back. So, you know, it's stories like that that's a bit of a shame, but um, I think I think if you have all those things in place and you have a good team of people willing to help, um, you know, make it happen for you, I'm sure it's, it's more doable. You know, I'm yeah. not too sure. A hundred percent. I completely get it. Um, so before we kind of start wrapping this uh, podcast up with you, SJ, I really appreciate you. Um, I do want to take a second to do a hard plug uh, for the 1185 Livecast Marathon. Uh, if anybody's interested in making a donation to the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, the QR code is over in that corner. Uh, so it'll take you directly to the landing page. And then there's also donation links in the comment thread and then also in the description of the video. So please feel free to make a donation if you are so inclined. We would really appreciate it. Um, the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is important to me because it helped uh, my family and I get through a really tough time as my mom was dealing with pancreatic cancer and it helped us deal with how to make sure we were taking care of her the right way, you know, make sure we're getting her the best medical uh, medical stuff that we can and, you know, just kind of dealing with the aftermath of uh, her passing away and making sure we're getting all the help that we need. So Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is an amazing organization, and I hope if you're able to, to give a donation, that would be absolutely amazing. So, SJ, before we wrap this up, there's a fun little game I want to play with you. It's okay. called Rapid Fire Randomness. I have a random question generator sitting right here on my phone, and I'm going to just ask you a couple of random questions, and, you know, it's just fun, different things. Yeah. So if you're ready, Rapid Fire Randomness. Would you rather travel for five years by RV or travel for five years by a sailboat? RV, definitely. <laughs> Fair. Sailboat is, it's safe, but it's scary at the same time. I get it. Oh, I got seasick. <laughs> that, that is an issue too. Um, if it were possible, would you replace your dreams with movies and TV shows? Yeah, love that. It would cut down on wasting your free time. Because <laughs> then you could sleep yeah. and... W yeah, I'm down with that. Um, <laughs> what should... In your opinion, what is something that you buy way too much of? Oh, probably chocolate. <laughs> And then the uh, final question, what is something that isn't being taught in schools that should be? Oh, I mean, I'd say over here, um, just more more creativity in music because it's also traditional still. Um, and I, I do have a few friends that are working in schools now that are doing more like um, creative workshops and mm -hmm. stuff with kids, but that's very like, 
it's still kind of a rare thing. Mm. So I think more creativity for music and, you know, in the creative arts industry in general would be so great. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. Because I know yeah. when I was leaving, like, grade school, I think they were getting in the process of trying to get rid of the arts altogether, which was not cool. No. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm. But I don't think it ended up actually happening. happening. I think they... Uh, cut budgets somewhere else but i don't think it ended up actually happening but you know it's it's always the arts that die first when it comes to book yeah so um but thank you so much for joining us if anybody wants to check out your new single any of your upcoming releases just interact with you on social where's the best place for them to reach out and uh, find you yeah, just uh, SJ Mortimer on Instagram, SJ Mortimer Music on Facebook, um, or just everything from SJMortimer.com. And the same with my band, uh, MorganWay.co.uk. Awesome. Awesome. Once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute blast. I really enjoyed this conversation. And hopefully, when the uh, next release is ready to come out, we can bring you on and do a bigger, more in depth interview and, you know, just kind of have some more fun. But yeah, thanks again, so much for having me and and the the whole um you know having me on the podcast marathon fundraiser. <laughs> I think it's a really great idea, and I think what you're doing is it's really great. Thank you, I I really appreciate it. It's it's been a two year, it's our second year, so obviously we're still growing, and I don't know if 24 hours is the right answer, but it seemed like a good idea at the time. So we'll we'll see we'll see how I feel at the end of this. Yeah, so. plenty of coffee, I'd say. Yeah. Well, right now, I'm lucky. I've been, it'll be nine hours and about 10 minutes, and all I've drank is water. Like, I've been oh, wow. really good, like, just water. But the water is wearing thin, and now I gotta, <laughs> I, now I gotta switch to something a little heavier, so. Yeah, uh, well, but, well done. It's, it's, it's all going great so far, so um, best of luck with it all. Thank you.